This is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Former President Trump, like millions of other Americans, marked 9-11 yesterday. He did it in New York City. He visited with police and other people, and he criticized the Biden administration for leaving Afghanistan in the chaotic way that it did, allowing the Taliban to suddenly take over. He says, he, uh, he went on to say, rather, he was able to keep soldiers safe in Afghanistan, but the current administration cannot keep Americans safe in their own streets. And so we didn't lose one soldier in 18 months. And yet you look at these cities, and that's in Afghanistan. And yet you look at these cities where 88 people were shot in Chicago over a week. 88 people were shot. And many people died. And the same thing here. Mr. Trump left the NYPD's 17th precinct in Midtown to cheers and applause. This is SRN News. Home of the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, it's Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Happy 20th anniversary, AM 1280, The Patriot. Brad Carlson here. I'm proud to be on air with the Northern Alliance Radio Network because we are the first all-grassroots political talk show in the Twin Cities. Catch the Northern Alliance Radio Network live every Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 3. It's a little after 1 p.m. here on WWTC AM 1280, The Patriot. If you like what you hear on air each day, drop by and give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or visit us on the visual side of things by searching for AM 1280, The Patriot on Instagram. Let's connect soon on your preferred social media platform. Weather for today, a slight chance of showers with a high of 72 tonight, mostly clear and a low of 52. Coming up next, it's going to be the Narn with the closer, Brad Carlson. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master Control. Go flight. Studio Engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to uh, reach out via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag Narn Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And by the way, we are live streaming the broadcast at our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and you will find the live stream there. And there's also a comment section there as well, comment thread. So feel free to leave a comment or question there. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Well, uh, no big secret what yesterday uh, was September 11th, uh, yesterday being the 20th 
anniversary of the September 11th terrorist attacks on American soil. Uh, if you are, if you're like me, you certainly watched a lot of the documentaries on the History Channel from people who were affected uh, by that tragedy, particularly family members and friends of those who perished at multiple locations in those attacks. Well, uh, we want to start the show right away with uh, continuing to uh, commemorate the 20th anniversary weekend of the U.S. of the terrorist attacks on U.S. soil. And we are honored at this time uh, to welcome the broadcast via telephone is former New York City firefighter Nils Jorgensen. Uh, Nils, if uh, he actually was in New York City on September 11th, 2001, so we certainly want to get his perspective on what he experienced that day. Uh, but Nils is also doing yeoman's work in that he wants to keep the stories alive for future generations, stories of those uh, who perished in these attacks. And he was recently hosting some special podcast entitled 20 for 20, where he's sharing the stories of 20 heroes uh, on this, the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. So we'll get all those insights as well and where you could find those podcasts uh, also. So uh, to reiterate, we are honored at this time to welcome to the broadcast former New York City firefighter uh, Nils Jorgensen. Uh, Nils, honored to have you on the program today, sir. How are you? I am well and blessed, sir, and my honor is, this is my honor. I appreciate you taking some time to to let me uh, remind folks not to forget, and uh, thank you very much. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we appreciate that those kind words, sir. I guess uh, before we get into uh, specifically what happened at, at 9-11 and, and what you're doing to keep uh, the history and the stories and the memories of that alive, uh, why don't we get a little bit of your background, sir? You actually come from uh, multiple generations as a, of a New York City firefighter. Do I have that right, Nils Jorgensen? Well, I'm, I'm generation. My, my dad, Paul, who is uh, with me here today, um, we're, we're in the shadow of the former World Trade Center and the present Freedom Tower. My dad, Paul, is 82, and he's a proud retired veteran of the New York City Fire Department. He did 34 years, and uh, I followed in his footsteps. At about five years old, I visited his firehouse, and I walked amongst these giants with mustaches, and I smelled the the, the smoke from their gear and their coats and their helmets and the, the big truck and the tires and the diesel and, and all those smells combined. I just still flashes me back, and I decided that day, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be like my dad. And obviously, I... What uh, when you hear of um, you know first responders in New York City, whether it's the NYPD, of course, the uh, Fire Department of New York City, a lot of people flash back to what happened uh, 20 years ago yesterday. Now, Nils, I've I've uh, got some insights to part of your story. I know you, in addition to being a, a New York City firefighter, you had other occupations that you were engaged in as well. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You obviously were in New York City on 9/11, but you weren't actually. Were you actually on duty that morning, Nils Jorgensen? I was not, sir. I was off duty, um, and I'm sure with most responders around the country, we don't get paid a ton of money. So I was on one of my moonlight jobs. I, I had my fire department job, and I also drove trucks uh, for various companies. And as my little daughter that morning had said to me, she was four and a half, she said, Daddy, what truck are you on today? The fire truck, the oil truck, or the boar's head truck? And that particular morning, I was on oil. Um, okay. I was just called back for a month layoff. Um, you know, when the summer comes around, they don't need heating oil as much. But uh, 
we start out early because just like Minneapolis, we get some pretty pretty busy winters here, pretty sure. cold. Um, so I was driving an old truck in Staten Island, New York, with a lovely bunch of people, Quinlan Fuel, treated me extremely well. And, um, you know, the first plane hit the tower, and at first I thought, oh, okay, it's a plane that kind of veered off course a little bit, maybe a Learjet trying to get a picture for a client. And, you know, our department is so big, there's 10,000 members. Um, I also proudly previously served in the New York City Police Department for two years, and prior to that, the Emergency Medical Service. So I, I did the, uh, the hat trick. I know hockey's big in, in Minnesota, <laughs> yes. and uh, so I, I, I served for all three. Um, and I, my ultimate goal was to get on the fire department. I loved being a New York City police officer, but I just wanted to be my dad, and I got that chance. So I... Uh, I realized then, you know, with the first uh, first tower hit, I said, okay, you know, the, the on-duty platoon's got this. You know, we can't just run in and, and really, really, like, you know, help because no one knows where you are. There's, there's an accountability and command structure, and, you know, you, you need to be with the unit, and they know that you're there. So in case you end up lost or trapped, they know who they're looking for and where they were last seen. So our protocols are, uh, if, if there's a, it's called a, Recall, which you're you're obligated to come in to your command. Any off-duty police, fire, EMS, upon recall, has to report to their command. It's not given often. Uh, the time before that, I believe, last time before it was issued was in the in 1968 riots, and then uh, there was a large blackout in 1978, and they they had folks come in for that. But beyond that, it it hadn't been uh, it hadn't been issued in many years. So I, I uh, started heading out with the truck saying, okay, you know, I hope those guys are safe. It's going to be a bad, bad tour of duty. We call our, our ships tours. And um, all of a sudden, the second plane struck, and I said, okay, this is terrorism. I knew it right away. Mm. I raced the truck back in. I, I was listening to our local news uh, radio station here, 1010 Wings. Um, I'm a bit of a news friend. I always kept tuned in. And uh, I raced into my firehouse. I, I got there. Um, my, my command, the command uh, of that local command was the 40th Battalion, and they, I called in, and they said, get 12 of you off-duty coming in, get logged in, which, you know, we sign in and we get all our gear. We, we basically get the supplemental gear that we have in the firehouse, and commandeer a city bus and get yourself down to the Trade Center. They said, don't go via the tunnel, the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. There's a, a threat that's going to be blown up. So we commandeered a city bus. We stopped at two firehouses along the way to, to pick up their off-duty personnel. And um, the first stop was Engine Company 201, and that was where my lifelong friend John Chart uh, was on shift, and he ended up dying that day. Um, our our on-shift, our on-duty truck, Ladder 114, had already been dispatched to the World Trade Center scene, and they were there. So we picked up another bunch of gentlemen, engine 239. We headed over the bridge. A uh, gentleman named John, city bus driver, he just took us across the bridge, bravely dropped us off, turned around, and got out of there. And we went to, we went to work. We, we were deployed to various areas for search and rescue, because at the time it was a rescue operation. And uh, later on that next morning, we were just physically destroyed. We, we couldn't breathe. We couldn't see. My uh, my shift commander, Lieutenant Brian Gorman, decided we'd go back to the firehouse. We would regroup. We would get medical assistance, and then we would just come on right back to the scene. We ended up digging for three, four days straight, and then, then it basically came down to, okay, we can't continue at this rate. 
we need to keep the resources. You know, we need some guys on and some guys off. I mean, you, you have to try to get some rest in between because the more fatigued you get, the more sloppy you get, and then the more injuries. Um, it went on for, for nine months. We, we, after the fourth day, realized this is no longer a rescue operation. This is a recovery operation. And we went through the, the painstaking process of trying to bring back as many human remains as we could. We realized at the time that we weren't going to be bringing back full bodies. You know, we're normally used to retrieving a, a, few, a, few, a full human being. Um, sure. Although maybe burned or battered, we usually bring home a, a full human for a family to seek their closure. Well, this was a different game. This was, this was if we were lucky, we would find remains. And I don't want to graphically describe it because I don't want the victims' families to be hurt. But right. it, was, it, was, it was horrible. It was gory. It was, it was a war zone. It was a war scene. And we took every person, every body part, everything we recovered, and with dignity, we put it on a gurney and we wrapped it in an American flag and we processed it out of that, that cemetery in southern Manhattan. And I won't get into what's going on now with the flag and the disrespect and the lack of gratefulness, but we held, we held that ceremony each time we did it with such high regard and dignity. And luckily enough, we still hold it to that regard, at least the people in this responder and military world. And I know there's many, many Americans that feel the same way I do. But I also know that their heart's broken to see what's right. going on. And basically, uh, sir, what we did is we tried our best to bring home as many people as we symbolically could. And sad enough, almost half the victims of that day, 2,977 souls. There's just over half of them that have been identified just four days ago with advancements in DNA technology. Two souls retrieved from that place were just identified on the 20th anniversary. Wow. So it's, it's never going to end. There's right. still thousands and thousands of remains that are in the city medical examiners that still have not been identified because it's such minute uh, pieces of humanity. So that's, that's in a nutshell, we did our best. We tried as best we could that day to bring home who we could alive and then quickly realized there's really no one coming out of here except there was a couple of Port Authority police officers luckily rescued within the first 24 hours. But after that, there was no live human beings to come out of there. We're being joined by uh, Niels Jorgensen. He, a uh, former New York City uh, firefighter, uh, a very uh, chilling and detailed account of what he experienced uh, on 9-11-2001 and the immediate uh, aftermath. Uh, Niels, we need to take a, a quick break. Are you able to hold with us for uh, just another segment? Oh, yes, sir. I'd love to. It would be my honor, and I'll be standing by. Fantastic. Uh, once again, Nils Jorgensen, former New York City firefighter, detailing his account, his perspective of the uh, terrorist attacks on 9-11-2001 from Ground Zero. And if you'd like to comment or question, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You could also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway that right there approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many americans find such wonderful pain relief if you have back pain shoulder neck hip knee or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older you must order the three-week quick start now discount it to only 19.95 to see if it will work for you too i think it could give your body what it needs to heal itself go to relieffactor.com call 800-500-8384 relieffactor.com The Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala is sold out. We can't wait to have dinner and catch up with you, Charlie Kirk, and Dennis Prager on October 6th. Thanks to Pro-Life Across America for supporting this special evening. Want to enroll your child in Christian school for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com has joined with area private schools to offer half-price tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, You'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said... My air conditioner broke, and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke, and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. It's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Continuing our discussion with retired New York City firefighter Niels Jorgensen. He was uh, on the ground uh, in New York City on September 11th, 2001, uh, when the uh, two planes hit the uh, World Trade Center. He was actually not on duty, but was pressed into service when the second plane hit the uh, towers. Talks about the uh, what became what was a rescue operation quickly became a recovery operation over the next uh, several days. And his goal, of course, is to keep the memory of these uh, fallen heroes alive. Uh, Nils Jorgensen, we definitely want to discuss that aspect of your story, doing what you can to keep the stories alive for future generations. But I uh, want to talk about uh, you personally. You are now a uh, retired New York City firefighter, and you you know you alluded to being in those conditions and how you and your colleagues had to uh, 
uh, seek medical care in the aftermath of this because of the obviously the toxins that were in the air in the aftermath of these of these horrible atrocities. Uh, you actually had some uh, health challenges in the aftermath. Uh, I believe you contracted cancer directly attributable to uh, this carnage, Nils Jorgensen. Yes, sir. And you have to I have to apologize. There's a rumble behind me. I'm just in the shadow of the towers on West Street, and there are thousands and thousands of motorcycles passing by. Uh, it's a patriotic motorcade of veterans and responders, and there's uh, it's it's amazing. I'm just watching bike after bike after bike. I love it. But yes, I, it's beautiful to see American flags flying and just wow, wow. They got the highway shut down, and they're heading up to the tower. I love it. Um, yeah, Brad, I'm a, I'm a blessed cancer survivor. Uh, 2011, I came down with an extremely rare, extremely advanced leukemia. Mm. And the only, proto- the only protocol that, that was acceptable to treat that disease was vicious and brutal. And now, thank God, they've developed better technology. But uh, I had to receive the equivalent of two and a half years of chemotherapy in seven days. My it was goodness. these ma- massive bags of chemo that never stopped. They burned out my bone marrow. And my seedling marrow regenerated, and I'm alive. I'm in remission. Ne- technically, never be cured, but I'm staying in remission, and it's been 10 years. Um, I got out of the hospital, and I was getting sued. Almost lost my house. No one wanted to pay our bills at the time. And this brave, brave warrior named John Field from the Feel Good Foundation, he spells in his name F-E-A-L. He took it upon himself. He was a recovery worker that almost lost his foot and almost lost his life in the process. And he faced a half a million dollars in medical bills that no one would pay. And he went after our politicians. And they pushed the, the James Adroga Federal Health Care Responder Act. And James Adroga was the first, first official responder to die from a 9-11-related illness in 2006. And the city administration at that time tried to say Jimmy wasn't a hero. Jimmy died of advanced lung disease, and his pain was so vicious that his doctors recommended he grind up his pain pills and snort them or eat them or drink them because it would immediately relieve the pain. And on his autopsy, they found talcum, the lining of the pill casings in his lungs, and they said, no, that's opiate abuse. Mm -hmm. So they tried to deem his death an overdose. And his father, who was a retired police chief, was not hearing that because his son was a hero. He spent months, months trying to recover victims and as a detective trying to identify them and and find the families. And the city turned their back on them. But the funny thing about it, sir, is that on 9-12 of 01, 20 years ago today, this is why we're here symbolically. Mm -hmm. This west side highway that leads up along and past the towers was lined north of the building, south of the building, for a mile in each direction, with thousands of Americans from all races, all creeds, all genders. It didn't matter. Just everyone. And they were flying an American flag, just about all of them. And they had signs. Never forget. Let us remember. We are America. We were so united. And and the irony of that day was it was such a beautiful day. It was a sad day because we were going, we were still there retrieving our loved ones. But at the same time, I never in my life, I'm an Army veteran. Um, I'm a a son of immigrants and and grandparents, immigrant grandparents. My grandfather's from Denmark, and I know a lot of my my fellow Scandinavian brethren are out there in Minnesota, right? And I never saw such a showing of unity and patriotism and love. And the sad part about it is it lasted till about 
the Christmas season of 01, and then we started to see it fade. And it was slowly, slowly fading away. And there's still a lot of great people. This place was crowded yesterday with folks from around the country who came to pay their respects. But I also saw posts on social media last night, which broke my heart, that said, let it go already. Stop pushing this on us. Stop sticking it in our face. Well, you know, that pisses me off because I have my life. I gave my health. Mm -hmm. But my friends gave up. My friends gave up every one of their tomorrows so strangers could finish their today. And you know what, sir? It's still going on today. There's still these brave people that sign up for these thankless jobs. Those, those warriors that died in Afghanistan two weeks ago, they make $21,000 a year. But the kicker is you don't work eight hours a day in the military. You work 18, you work 20, you work 24. So that beautiful young Marine was holding that Afghani baby and in the picture said, my dream job, I love it. And she died a couple days later. Yep. She's making $6 an hour, $6 an hour to serve humanity. And she gladly did it. And part of our mission, and I'm sorry, I get a little fired up because this is actually a mission of love. We're trying to bring back that feeling of 9-12-2001. And we're trying to bring back that feeling of, hey, America is not perfect. But we're the best damn country there is because people are busting down the doors to get here. Okay. No one is climbing over the walls. No one's climbing over the walls to get out, but they're climbing over the walls to come in. And, you know, a bunch of my friends and I, we'll, we'll gladly show anyone who wants to leave the door. We'll, we'll, play, we'll pay for your plane ticket. I, I, I will pay for it myself. You, you can contact me and say, I want out. Send me out. I'll send it. I'll send you. I'll drive you to the airport. And that's what breaks my heart is the lack of gratefulness, not from most of America, because we still have half of America, I think, that just loves this place, but the ungrateful disposition of so many others. You know, these, these selfless, selfless heroes who rushed in and the civilians who, who helped rescue strangers, they could have just ran out and kept going. Some of our stories deal with these people who carried other people down 80 flights of stairs to safety. And, and now what happened to it? Where, where is that selfless, step-up, stand-up American spirit? Where, where did it go? Why did it just vaporize in, in the course of a couple of years? Well, you know why it did, sir? I'm going to use a fireman's analogy. You take a little campfire and there's some embers, right? Now they have fire trucks going by. There's a procession of emergency vehicles, <laughs> hundreds, hundreds of them. And you take a little campfire that's smoldering, and if you take a cup of gasoline and you throw it on a campfire, it bursts into a conflagration. Well, that's what's going on now in the press and the politic world. They're taking these little simmering campfires and they're tossing gas on them. And they're trying to keep the fires going, keep them burning. Why? Because people are benefiting from them. They're making money from it. You, you know, a lot of these alleged supposed leaders, well, look at the big houses they're buying and the big old sports cars and the big old dinners they're having every night. And then that beautiful Marine is making $6 an hour smiling but yet all those other miserable folks aren't. They're scowling and they're yelling and they're pointing. We need to stop. If we can't bring it back and we can't bring division and love and harmony and patriotism, we're not long for a, to being a country. We are a house divided, and a divided house is a weak house. Yep. And enemies seek out weakness. I'm a military guy. I'm a veteran. And I'm going to tell you right now, our adversaries are sitting there laughing at this going oh boy this is good because 
the more angry we get and the more divided we get, the weaker we get every single day. So politicians lined up by the boatload down here to grab pictures with responders and hashtag never forget and hashtag we love you and hashtag this and hashtag that. Where are they now? Where did they go? A lot of them showed up yesterday with smiles, but they're gone. I don't see any politicians today on the 12th. And no one's carrying it in the news. We actually asked for a couple of folks to, to pitch our podcast. It's, it's 2420podcast.com. And you know what they told us? We don't do 9-11 stories after 9-11. So it, it's a day after the 20th anniversary. And in some news outlets, it's just moved away. That's sad. It breaks my heart. I was on a plane recently with my family. And a lovely 12-year-old girl who sat next to my daughter, she said to me I was wearing a fireman's hat. Sir, what, what's that hat? I said, it's a fireman's hat from New York. She said, oh, are you a fireman? I said, no, I'm not. I'm retired now. I have cancer from 9-11. She said, what's 9-11? Oh, my that broke my heart. She said, it broke my heart. She had no idea. 50% of the schools in the United States do not teach 9-11 in the curriculum because it's offensive. It's been deemed offensive by multiple school districts. How the hell did that happen? Uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm sorry I'm just going on a rant right now, but I'm, I'm so filled with emotion about this because I, I, I watch it. It's, what, it's being torn away from history. You know, when I was 12, I can tell you everything about Pearl Harbor and World War II mm-hmm. and the Korean War and the Vietnam War. And most folks now, most adults, I've had adults ask me, oh, so what anniversary is it today, uh, this year with 9-11? And I said, please tell me, you're kidding. And they weren't kidding. They were dead serious. They couldn't even remember what, what year it happened. No, all they remember is 9-11, but they didn't remember what year 9-11. That's kind of, that's kind of scary. That's kind of sad. And, and that's something we're, we're really, really going to try to change in this project. So if any of your folks out there can give a listen, it's 2420podcast.com, 20FOR20podcast. Uh, it's by the Iron Light Lab. They're putting it together. And we're trying to get some love and awareness for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which, as you well know, is on a mission. Yeah, Nils, I hate to interrupt you, but we have one of these hard breaks. If you could hold for one final segment, I promise we'll let you uh, finish promoting it. I definitely want to hear more myself. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with former firefighter Nils Jorgensen in a moment. We're in this together, and we will get through this together. The vaccines are tested effective and needed. Welcome to the clinic with Charm. Get your COVID-19 vaccine. So we can do this. And this. And this. We are now boarding flight. Together again. Because we got through it together. This message sponsored by the Helmsley Charitable Trust. Aired with the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Hi, John Wichko here, owner of Advantage Auto Glass. I'd like to talk local, Minnesota local. I was born and raised right here in Rosemont and have spent my entire life in Minnesota. I'm proud that we're a local family-owned company. It really frosts me when national glass companies based in other states and owned by a foreign conglomerate try to say they're local. Advantage Auto Glass has been local, Minnesota local for over 20 years. We'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives and we'll fix your chipped or cracked windshield right the first time. Advantage Auto Glass has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. If you call your agent or claims line first, make sure to tell them you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass, your real local, Minnesota local installer, and no one else. Or you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. For chips, nicks, or cracks, call Advantage Auto Glass. 
Do you love to cook or have a favorite blue ribbon dish? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning entry will receive a year's worth of fine meats from Good Ranchers, a $1,400 value, and get a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once each day. So start cooking and enter now at am1280thepatriot.com slash recipes. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, thoroughly enjoying hearing from Niels Jorgensen again. He, a retired New York City firefighter, was on the ground in, in uh, 9-11-2001 in New York City, working one of his other jobs, but was pressed into service, obviously, when the World Trade Center, uh, World Trade Towers were attacked, and what was started out as a rescue operation became a recovery operation, and has spent uh, well these twenty years uh, trying to keep the memory alive of those who lost not only lost their lives in uh, in these atrocities, but also those who put their lives on the line to make these rescue efforts. And some ended up contracting uh, what ended up being fatal illnesses. Uh, these people are heroes, deserve to have their memories continue to brought to light. Uh, Neil Jorgensen, I, sir, I, first of all, let me say I apologize for the uh, kind of the awkward ending the previous segment. We had one of those horrible hard breaks we have to hit at 30 after, so we appreciate you uh, hanging with us for at least another segment. Um, you started to allude to the fact that, uh, you know, certainly being disheartened how young people, maybe people in their 20s and 30s, aren't as readily aware of what happened 20 years ago yesterday as some of us in our 50s are. So you have made it your mission to continue to share a lot of these stories and a lot of these anecdotes so people kind of get an understanding of what happened 20 years ago yesterday. And you alluded to some uh, podcasts you're putting forth this year, obviously the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attack. So maybe uh, share a little bit, first of all, where people can find these podcasts and maybe kind of give a sneak peek of uh, some of the folks you talk to and some of the uh, stories you share, Nils Jorgensen. 
Well, I appreciate, it, sir. No insult taken. Uh, not alone am I Danish, but I'm mostly Irish, and uh, we have that Irish gift of gaps. So we can go on long. So I was a little bit long in that. That's okay, so sir. That's okay. Appreciate that. That's okay. And you know, before I get to the project, I just want to give a shout out to President Trump. Uh, he was kind enough to stop by the Midtown Manhattan yesterday to a beautiful building that occupies a police precinct and a firehouse. The men and women of the 17th Precinct NYPD and Engine 8. Two truck and the seventh battalion. Uh, they all suffered great losses in that building that day. And our president, he stopped by and he spent an hour with those people, and he was great. And the problem is, is that those on-duty personnel are probably going to lose a vacation day or two because you're not allowed to be involved in political events on duty. So right. I'd like to see the mayor go forward with that one. That'll that won't go over too well. But anyway, yeah, our project is. 2420podcast.com. It's, it's the take on ESPN's old uh, project. We admired the way they did it, and we're, we're structuring it a little bit sure. like that. Mm-hmm. So it's 20FOR20podcast.com, and it is sponsored and produced by Iron Light Labs, strictly a charity production, and we are trying our very best to get funding and awareness for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. You've probably seen those good folks on various uh, networks, specifically Fox and many talk shows. They have dedicated their lives. Uh, gentleman Frank Schiller, his brother Stephen, was an off-duty member like myself of the New York City Fire Department, Squad Company 1. Steve had five kids and a wife. Off-duty, he raced to the tunnel, the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, but was stopped because it was shut down due to threats of being blown up. So he grabbed his fire gear that was in his truck, and he ran, put his gear on, and ran through the Battery Tunnel two and a half miles. Got to the World Trade Center, went in, tried to find his company to meet up with them and work with them. He was never seen again. He was killed. So his brother took it upon himself to form this wonderful foundation. They've raised $250 million so far. They build a home for every gold star family of a brave person who gives their life in military service. Any military that's horribly injured, they will get a smart home. And any first responder killed in the United States will receive a home or have their mortgage cleared. Or seriously, seriously injured, again, will be given a smart home. These folks are incredible. They are our heroes, and we are trying our best to get them some love and awareness. Our stories, we, we cover the gamut. It's people who are there or affiliated with it. We did a story on Frank Frank's mission with Tunnel to Towers. He just walked across America, Washington, D.C., to Shanksville to the Towers, and he got here a couple of days ago. Father Mark Hanna, a gentleman who was a Port Authority engineer in the building, responsible to keep it running. And he and his two coworkers, Frank and Pablo, best of friends, Egyptian man, Italian man and a Hispanic man. Well, they, as a team, they rescued dozens and dozens of people that were trapped. And then Mark was ordered to carry an elderly gentleman, assist him down 78 flights of stairs, and carry him the last few across the West Side Highway, the last two human beings to leave that tower, that North Tower, alive. It went down just after they left. They encountered Captain Patrick Brown on the 21st floor, who advised them to keep going. Mac was going to wait. He, he went by Mac. He's now Father Mark. He's an Egyptian Coptic priest, wonderful, lovely man. Wow. He was going to wait with Mo for medical assistance because it was a triage area. Captain Patrick Brown, Ladder Company 3, three trucks, he told him to keep going. He said, sir, there won't be anyone else coming up. 
but he said by before you leave, he asked about the building systems, evac system, evacuation systems, firefighting systems, so he could prepare for his firefight when he got up to the 70th and 80th and 90th floors. Mac told him we could break into a soda machine to get water, to get some hydration, and Mac carried a bottle of iced tea in his pocket down, and Patrick Brown said, thank you, sir, I appreciate your help, good luck, keep going. Well, Captain Brown kept going up with ladder three. They all died, and, and, and Mac kept going down with Mo, and he survived. It's, it's just an incredible story. Then we have a, a beautiful man named Al Baca. Al Baca was a bond trader with Cannon Fitzgerald. They lost 658 people from that firm. They were up on the 100th floors. They occupied four floors from 100 on up, and they knew they weren't getting out. They were trapped. There was no way to get to them. It was burning. The fire was raging below them. And some beautiful souls desperately, instead of burning the death, they thought if they jumped, maybe by some chance they could live. Some of them grabbed suit jackets, umbrellas, garbage bags, in the hopes that it would slow down their, their acceleration to the earth. Well, it didn't. They struck the ground at 120 miles an hour. Our first firefighter who was killed, Daniel Sir, was struck by a jumper, and he was killed. Mm-hmm. And a dear friend of mine, the only reason he's alive is his engine company was dispatched to respectfully, with dignity, take Daniel's body across the street to the firehouse of Engine 10, Ladder 10, and just give it some dignity and lay it in the bunk in the bunk's house. And in the course of doing that, when they got back, their associated Ladder Company 118, which is seen in an iconic photo going over the Brooklyn Bridge yep. with the towers burning in the distance. They all died, everyone on that truck, every man on that truck. Father Michael Judge, beautiful Irish Catholic chaplain, just a wonderful man who used to walk the streets of New York City to help AIDS victims get some food. Father Judge was known to walk around in his sandals and his robe, his Franciscan friar. That's what they wear. He was there blessing, blessing the souls at the Trade Center. He gave Daniel last rites. He proceeded into the building to pray in the lobby and give last rites to someone who was burned to death by the jet fuel that raced down the elevator shafts on fire. And as he knelt down to tend to that burned victim, He was struck in the head with debris, and he was killed. And you saw a picture of people respectfully, gently taking his body up to St. Peter's Church to lay out with respect and dignity. It's incredible. In the height of all that was going on, there were still these people who have such respect for life and humanity to give those who were dead. There was no chance of bringing them back, but still let them have some dignity in their dying moment. This is what the story is about, sir. It's about telling the stories of these brave, beautiful people that gave everything that day without asking for anything back. They ran in knowing they were going to die. And my, my friends and I came on that bus and got there just too late. We're filled with guilt. It crushes us that we didn't go with our guys. But then the fact is we're alive, and we realize that we can carry on some good, the good that they did that day. We're not going to let that fade away and die. And that's, that's why I'm so honored to be involved in this podcast, 20 for 20, because I am taking it on by myself with these beautiful people from Iron Light Labs to say, do not forget these great souls. And then the people that are still suffering, Mrs. Pfeiffer, Karen Pfeiffer, this lovely, beautiful woman, her husband fought cancer for almost nine years, and he was one of those beautiful advocates with John Field going up and down the halls of Congress, chasing down politicians who would hide in closets and cloakrooms, knowing John and his army were coming. 
and, and, and John Stewart, the wonderful actor who took up the charge and literally had to belittle these people, they would not authorize the legislation to just pay our medical bills and give the survivors some financial assistance and the people who lost their jobs, give them some financial assistance. And, and, and finally, John Stewart shamed them into it. Yep. And, and Ray Pfeiffer and another just beautiful man, Detective Luis Alvarez, who was dying, literally left hospice to come down to testify. He had gotten his 68th cancer chemo treatment. And you could see when he was testifying, he was dying. And he was. And he died a couple of days later. But he went to his death knowing that as a protector, that's what he did his whole career, protected people. He now was protecting his, the, the fellow protectors, mm-hmm. rescuing his fellow rescuers. And these are the stories we want to get out there. And just ask people nicely, please don't forget these true heroes, these beautiful, beautiful souls from every background. There's a lovely couple we interviewed, Sonia and Joe. Joe's a retired NYPD officer, combat Marine from Vietnam. And Sonia was an EMT and a Red Cross lady, as we call them, the angel ladies, who would come around with soup and coffee and water through the day, through the night for the nine months when we dug. They're both dying of cancer right now, this beautiful, beautiful couple in their 70s. And you would never know it looking at them. They're both fighting advanced cancers. And they just said, please get the stories out there. And I will not rest until people get to hear these beautiful people from every race, from every creed that banded together and got it done. We need to bring it back. If we don't, we don't have a good future as a country. We have to stop the finger pointing and the yelling and the screaming. You know, when you and I came up in this country, even though you may disagree with someone, you'd still have a conversation with them. And you may walk away still disagreeing, but you didn't try to kill them. You didn't try to hurt them. You didn't physically hurt them. You didn't destroy their property. You just said, let's agree to disagree. You shook hands and you walked away. Not anymore. I'm not scared of getting canceled. I have nothing to lose. I'm on borrowed time. I'm in remission. I may die tomorrow. I may not. So I just don't care. You can can cancel me. You can do whatever you want. I'm not going to shut up because I feel like what I'm trying to get out there, if someone's offended by that, well, I'm really not too concerned because they really need to get a life of what I'm doing is offending them. So that's it, sir. We're just on a mission. I've been blessed. I was searching for my purpose. I lost my love, my career, helping people. I would have been a New York City firefighter for nothing. I would have paid them to do it. I would never tell a guy like Michael Bloomberg that because he would take me up on the offer, right? But you know what? I, if you could give me my job back tomorrow, I would race. I would run to that firehouse full strength probably need to drop 40 pounds at this point you know but <laughs> as, as my buddies in the firehouse tell yeah. me and this is why i know they still love me i'm the fattest cancer patient they ever met so that means <laughs> they still love me uh fantastic well i i tell you what i i i folks i hope you were as riveted as i was listening to these uh, uh stories from nils jorgensen again he a new york city former new york city firefighter retired uh, about 10 years ago uh, has been doing yeoman's work, keeping these stories alive. And again, check out their uh, podcasts where they share stories of our heroes on that day. Uh, 2420podcast.com. Again, that's 20FOR20 
podcast.com. I've also linked to it at uh, bradcarlson.org on the post promoting today's show. Uh, Nils Jorgensen, what can I tell you, sir? It is an absolute honor to have had you on the broadcast today, sir. Thank you so much for sharing your heart, your passion, and I have uh, the utmost confidence that more and more people are going to remember these events, given the yeoman's work that folks like yourselves are putting in. Thank you so much, sir. It was an honor, really. Thank you, and thank everyone out there responding. We love you. God bless you, and God bless America. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment coming up this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, this is Al Malmberg inviting you to join us on the World of Aviation each Sunday morning at 10.05, right here on 1280 The Patriot, as we talk with those who have had incredible life stories in aviation, like Jessica Cox, who was born without arms, but went on to become a pilot and black belt in taekwondo, and Gordy Lewis, who began flying when most people are retiring. Gordy started flying at the age of 67. That's every Sunday at 10.05 a.m., right here on 1280 The Patriot. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidi. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's play The Patriot Minneapolis. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said... My air conditioner broke, and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke, and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. Vincent from St. Paul apparently says hello. So, hi, Vincent, if you're still listening. Appreciate you listening. <laughs> hey, welcome back. Hey, 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
Here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Uh, a few more housekeeping items regarding our discussion with retired New York City firefighter Niels Jorgensen. Uh, first of all, wow, what, what, what incredible passion that he has for sharing these stories of what he witnessed on that day, uh, 9-11-2001, 20, uh, 20 years ago yesterday. Uh, again, his podcast, I linked to it at bradcarlson.org on, on the post promoting today's show, but it is uh, 20 for 20 podcast.com that's 20for20podcast.com 20for20podcast.com and he also made mention of uh, John Feo who was a prominent September 11th survivor advocate uh, who has his own foundation called the Feel Good Foundation his last name is spelled F-E-A-L so that's F-E-A-L goodfoundation.com feelgoodfoundation.com if you'd like to find out more about that advocacy because I know there's still Plenty of people out there who remember where they were uh, when they first heard about the jet airliners crashing into the uh, north and south towers of the World Trade Center. I mean, I was I was 32 years old, you know, a working guy, just heading to work on a Tuesday. Beautiful fall day. It was very similar to like what it was in New York City, a very uh, sunny, cool, crisp fall day and having no idea what would happen. And I want to, I'm going to save some of these stories for the beginning of the second hour because this is the 20th anniversary weekend of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. I feel I want to give it some uh, some more mention. And there are some other news stories. There are a lot of news stories that happened um, this past week. Okay, in fact, I had a whole show prepared to talk about just the news of the week from this past week to the point where I wasn't even going to get to 9-11. But when I had the opportunity to talk to Niels Jorgensen and found out what he was doing, with these podcasts, keeping these stories alive, I, I absolutely had to have him on. And uh, I tell you, I was just, I felt like I was a listener, just sitting there riveted to his stories. And when he when he would break into a pause, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm the host. I better, uh, <laughs> better say something here. Because, you know, I just got lost into listening to him. And it was incredible. And we appreciate him for it. So, And his love of country, uh, very evident in his voice. No doubt about it. And... Uh, the one thing I can't help but think about is how divisive this country was even before 9-11-2001. Because you remember, less than a year earlier, George W. Bush you know, was elected in 2000, and you remember that contested election went all the way to the Supreme Court before it was finally, before uh, George W. Bush's opponent, Al Gore, decided to drop all the remainder of legal challenges after George Bush's appeal to the Supreme Court uh, shot down Al Gore's uh, court case at uh, at a preceding federal court, and there was a lot of contentiousness, saying jo- George W. Bush stole the election. You know, he had Republican Supreme Court justices in his hip pocket that gave him the election. Uh, the 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 way George W. Bush was described was selected, not elected. I mean, there was hatred for George W. Bush even before nine eleven. You thought the abject hatred was off the charts when the country went to war in Iraq? No, it was already in place even before the events of nine eleven. And so when the events of 9-11 happened and George W. Bush came forward with what, in my opinion, was exemplary leadership in trying to bring the country together and saying, look, this is, we're not going to back down. We're not going to stand down. Nobody is going to attack our way of life and get away with it. Yeah, there was a moment of unity in this country. And as Nils Jorgensen alluded to, it was fleeting. 
And the Taliban was the prevailing government in Afghanistan. They were giving safe harbor to al-Qaeda terrorists, and that's why we went into Afghanistan. Well, here it is 20 years later, and we're still divided. Some say more than ever before. And the Taliban is in control in Afghanistan. So we're basically right back at square one, and you could argue even worse off, because how many hundreds of billions in Treasury have we exhausted on these wars, fighting the war on terror, only to be right back where we started from, even more divided with the Taliban back in control in Afghanistan? And you look at it from that perspective, and yeah, it it could cause you to become a little discouraged. But when we hear stories of these American heroes who put their lives on the line in these rescue and recovery operations. Some made it, some didn't, but when you hear from the heroes that actually made it, obviously, you get the sense that even though we are where we are, they do it all over again. Because they realize how blessed we are to live in a country with these freedoms, with these liberty, and you could argue that our liberty has been eroded over the past couple of decades, and I'd be hard-pressed to, to, to push back. But I'm kind of setting that up to what I want to get to in the second hour, and that is how, despite the fact that our government is perpetually incompetent and corrupt and inept and inefficient, the American people, regular everyday Americans, can make a positive impact, and that's what I think makes America great. Hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 12, 8 of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, discussing the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks on U.S. soil. Back in mere moments. Don't know where. Closing time. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To learn more about Salem Surround, call 651-289-4418. 651-289-4418. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Join me, Rob Dreesline, our guests like bow hunting expert Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick Sharon Staler. Join us for Outdoor News Radio every Sunday morning at 8 on our sister station, Freedom 1570. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. 
I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. I appeal to you to fight I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. AM 1280, the patient.